Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Whether you're in North or South Carolina or anywhere else in the world, enter the Cat Cave with Michael Davis and Ryan Frick to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers pod podcast yes we are here in the cat cave ryan it is great seeing you but i don't know if it's great seeing you in that south carolina game cup shirt you know you love this shirt yeah it's uh it's a good day it's a good day to be back talking carolina panthers um yeah a lot of a lot of stuff happening a lot of uh unique news if you will so i'm excited to get into it man yeah you you always find a way whether it's in the course of a conversation that has absolutely nothing to do with South Carolina to bring up your favorite school. So that's what, that's what I do, man. I told you if I'm nothing, if I'm nothing else, I am a Homer for my, my South Carolina Gamecocks. So I, I'm representing on a regular basis. And uh, when I, when I go to record my, my tap outs and touchdowns episode, I know I'm going to catch flack for it. Cause like, what does this have to do with wrestling? Nothing, but I don't care. Cause that's, this is what I do. It's nothing. And ironically, I'm wearing a uh, wrestling shirt that you'll see also on the Drop the Mic Wrestling podcast today uh, on a couple different shows on Wednesday afternoons. You got tap outs, touchdowns. I got Drop the Mic. And we both have the Cat Cave. So That's right. That's right. Uh, if you don't know, this is our fifth episode. So And, it's, and are, that's our best intro yet, man. We're with the best intro yet. We completely went off the rails. I love it. Every second <laughs> well, of it. I, I thought you were talking more about your South Carolina shirt being part of the intro. Yo, no, it is. It is. And that's why it's so good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> guys, guys, I still got about 26, 27, 28 minutes left of this. Please uh, say a quick prayer for me. Throw up a Hail Mary or something. But to go a little wrestling, this is our five time, five time, five time, five time, five times entering the cat cave. And this is powered all by the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, uh, brought to you by the Fans First Sports Network, produced by Desmond Johnson. And there's a lot of great other shows on here, like Embrace Debate with Monty and Cody, Believe in Panthers with Skylar Desmond, and Panthers all-time lean rusher, Jonathan Stewart. Like Jay Stu. And, and that's no, nothing else. Um, go go to the guy who sat behind Ryan Frick at Monday Night Raw before that's right. That's right. I'm so glad you said it, man. I don't know if I should tell that story now or not. But you, you told I, it a couple weeks ago. Okay, I couldn't remember. See, I, I I tell so many people so many things that I lose track of what I tell. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's what what can you do when you have to sit behind the host uh, or the co-host of the Cat Cave at Monday Night Raw, but go join the Believe Pan- Believe in Panthers podcast, you know, and work with the same radio station, Tobacco Road Sports Radio. That's it. That's and it. If you have it. Subscribe to the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel. What Boom! A what a plug. what a plug! What, what a plug! A plug. <laughs> I feel like D Generation X, but enough. I feel wrestling. like I feel like we're I feel like we're drunk tonight. Like we're we're talking and acting like we've been under under some sort of influence. And I haven't had a single alcoholic beverage today. I'm just uh, I'm high I'm high on life, baby. Let's go. 
I had a day at work, so <laughs> we'll uh, <laughs> I'll keep that to ourselves. Um, but somebody who's going to be reporting to work is the number one overall pick that the Carolina Panthers trade up for. And, you know, I was breaking down a lot of this stuff uh, this past Friday on Out Pocket. You can go back and watch on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel. Just FYI. Um, but Bryce, they're, they're, Frank Wright made a comment this week. He's the current current Carolina Panthers head coach. And he said that, and I quote, Andy Dalton is the starter for right now. Andy Dalton, the same guy who had a few okay years in Cincinnati, who was a backup in Dallas, who was a backup in Chicago, who was a backup in New Orleans. And, you know, he's been a journeyman now. You're going to start Andy Dalton over rookie quarterback Bryce Young. And this begs the question, Ryan, should Bryce sit for a while and learn whatever Andy Dalton and Josh McCown are teaching him? Or should you just like throw him to the fire and say, let's go? Listen, uh, for starters, he did start half the season in New Orleans last year. Uh, so and I, I know we backed up Jameis Winston. Jameis got hurt. Taysom Hill isn't an every down quarterback. Um, so we did start for New Orleans and he had a great career. In Cincinnati, it was just time to move on. I mean, he and AJ Green had a great hookup, and TJ Hushmanzada. Um, there was a great offense in Cincinnati when Andy Dalton was there. Um, but as as guys get older that aren't Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, they tend to be journeyman quarterbacks that that are serviceable backups. Unlike Joe Flacco, who couldn't even back up um, someone in the NFL at this point, and then that's just my opinion. But I digress. Um, listen, Andy Dalton is not going to start game one for the Carolina Panthers. This is all coach talk. It's all the reason why Andy Dalton is the starter right now. It's because Bryce Young has not practiced yet. Bryce Young will have the entire summer to learn that playbook to sort of get, um, get to know the other playmakers on this offense and come training camp. Bryce Young will show why they took him number one overall in this draft. Um, It's, it's one of those things again, Managers or, or, or coaches are going to coach talk, right? Like, okay, yeah, uh, we, we just signed a running back. But, you know, uh, for instance, if let's just hypothetically say Deontay Foreman was still here and they went and, and saw, signed Miles Sanders. Uh, yeah, no, Deontay Foreman's still our starter. Miles Sanders, he, he'll be the backup. And then, again, when training come, comes around, Miles Sanders gets in the groove. Okay, yeah, he's the starter. Deontay Foreman's backup. Now, granted, Foreman is not there anymore. But the – the the Chuba uh, is. Ex- yeah, so the example remains. So, yeah, are they saying that Chuba Hubbard is the starting running back, or are they saying Miles Sanders is? Uh, now, again, different situation because Miles Sanders has starting experience in the NFL. That's the reason why they're saying Andy Dalton is the starter. He is the starter until Bryce Young gets in the building. And as soon as Bryce Young gets in the building, gets started, plays a couple of preseason games, they're going to say, you know what? Bryce Young will be the starter. You don't draft a quarterback. You don't trade all of that draft capital to take a quarterback number one overall and let him sit behind anybody other than an Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady, again, Peyton Manning, a Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning. I mean, Phillip Rivers, name all the great quarterbacks in the last 20 years. You don't draft somebody at number one overall and have them sit behind somebody unless it's a Hall of Fame quarterback that's in the building. And Carolina doesn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback in the building. Now, it's arguable to say whether or not Cam Newton was a Hall of Fame quarterback, but when he came in, he wasn't. 
And again, absolutely not. By the way, he yeah he wasn't he wasn't sitting behind a Hall of Famer and who Jimmy Clausen who wouldn't give up the number two for Cam Newton. You know what I'm saying? So like, Cam Newton was drafted number one overall. He was the nut. He was the day one starter his rookie season. The same thing is going to happen to Bryce Young. This is all coach talk. This is nothing to get up in arms about. It's nothing to be like excited about. Like, why are they going to start Andy Dalton? Never Bryce, they're not going to. So just go ahead, put that out of your mind. It's not going to happen. Bryce Young will be starting game one of the regular season in 2023. And you mentioned they gave up a lot to Trey up from nine to one to get Bryce Young. If they stayed at nine and picked a rookie quarterback, maybe you make the case of like, okay, they're going to let Richardson or they're going to let Levis or they're going to let one of those guys sit and learn behind Andy Dalton or whatever or get pro ready. You trade up to number one because you believe that guy is pro ready. Am I wrong? Um, No, absolutely. Again, so had Carolina – first of all, Carolina basically traded – got all this draft capital – by sending Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers. They essentially turned all that draft capital into getting Bryce Young, which is what they've been struggling for for the last, what, three to four years at quarterback in Carolina anyway. Mm-hmm. So they basically gave up Christian McCaffrey for Bryce Young, right? So, um, yeah, you don't give up all that draft capital and move up in the draft to take Bryce Young and then not start him. I, I mean, again, to your point, had they stayed at nine and draft, first of all, if they stayed at nine, there wouldn't have been a quarterback to take. Somebody would have taken Bryce Young. Somebody would take a CJ Stroud. And again, the Colts went and got Anthony Richardson. So that tells you right there that that coaching staff will be gone within the next five years. Um, but the the fact remains is that if they had stayed at nine, the only quarterback that would have been left for them would have been Will, Will Levis, Levis, who dropped to the second round, and who who was not a first round pick. And I, you know, the fact that where he landed in the draft, you got you have to wonder will he even be the backup like I, I, again you don't draft him in the second round and not and not keep him but at some point either Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis will be gone from Tennessee before the start of the season whether they cut Ryan Tannehill outright whether they dra- whether they trade Tannehill whether they trade Malik Willis one of those two guys will not be there so the question will be similar to the question we're asking about Bryce Young now will will Levis sit behind either Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis to get ready. And I think the answer to that is, 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 is an astounding yes. You don't let him fall to you in the second round and then start him, start him week one. I think maybe halfway through the season if Tennessee struggles on offense, which I expect them to because of all the positions that Tennessee Titans needed, quarterback was not one of them. Um, you don't have any receivers to throw the ball to. Uh, and so when, when you see Tennessee struggling and Derrick Henry is being focused on and, and – He's not able to run the ball as, as efficiently as he has over the last three to four to five years even. Um, yeah, you're going to have Will Levis take over then. But in Carolina, it's, 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 a, it's a non it's – a it's, it's, it's a talking point for the sake of guys like us to get, in, get on a podcast and talk about. Because Bryce Young, there's no way, shape, or form that Bryce Young is not starting week one of the regular season this coming season. And if you think about it, just reflect for a second. How much excitement – is in the Carolinas right now. Whether you're in North or South Carolina, there's a lot of excitement right now. And if if you start Andy Dalton week one just for the sake, that is going to immediately deplete your fan base in terms of like, should I even come to a Panthers game if I'm going to – and we're going to talk about the Panthers schedule, but if Texans and Panthers play this year, am I really going to go to – 
the game to watch C.J. Stroud, the number two pick, play Andy Dalton while our number one pick sits on the bench. That doesn't sit well with me. It's if- not going to sit well with anybody. And it, and again, it's it's not like it, it has to sit well because it's not going to happen. It's not. No. And that's going to be a marquee game. That could be a primetime game. Number one pick versus number two pick in the draft. 2023, that's going to be more than likely a primetime game now, depending on where it winds up on the schedule. Um, if it's early in the season, it's an absolutely a primetime game. Uh, if it's later in the season and Tennessee is as bad as I expect them to be with or without C.J. Stroud, um, that might be a, a, a change. But, yeah, it's 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 – it's it's a it's a marketable game, and it, it's not marketable if you've got Andy Dalton starting for the Panthers. That that's right, and we'll we'll talk about this release set because we have the opponent set for the Carolina Panthers this season. We don't know exactly where they will land. We'll find that out tomorrow night as uh, this episode releases on Wednesday. But we got a little Panthers news wire, and it's been a slow news week. But we do have to mention that Cam Irving, the offensive tackle, signed a one year deal. Uh, with the Carolina Panthers, not not a lot of people are actually excited about this. Uh, for some reason, are 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 you excited Listen, to have Cam Irvin in the building? He was a former first number. He was a former first round draft pick, right? Um, as if we saw anything from last season, it's that not having depth will hurt your franchise and hurt your team in route of making it to the postseason, competing in the postseason or otherwise. Signing this guy to a, a one-year, basically a one-year extension because he spent the last two years in Carolina. Um, I'm not saying he doesn't know the playbook because there's a new coaching staff in place. Um, but it gives him an opportunity with a new coaching staff to build off of what should have been a stark, you know, at least a, a starting career, a concrete starting career at, you know, in the NFL. Um, and it gives an opportunity to sort of refresh with a new coaching staff and a new team, hopefully a successful team, um, and, and maybe potentially secure him a long-term extension with with the Panthers or otherwise next season. I don't think it's terrible. I don't, I don't think it's non-news. Um, anytime you can add solid, um, serviceable depth to an NFL roster, it's 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 a good thing. Uh, it's not like they went and paid him um, Taylor Luan money to play for one year. It's not like they, they paid him $40 million to play one season, one more season in Carolina. It's, it's, it's a good move for both parties. And, and I'm excited for him and I'm excited to see if he can work his way into another starting job here for the, for the Panthers offensive line. And let's be honest. He's probably backing up Akeem Kwanu at the left side. He's backing up Taylor Moten on the right side. The only other like tackle they had was Larnell Coleman. Mm. I mean, I mean it, like, again, it's it's again it's depth, it's competition. Even, uh, I mean, imagine like I don't even I couldn't was it Davis Mills that was the quarterback for the Texans last year? Who yeah. did he have competing for him at quarterback for the Texans last season? I couldn't tell you his backup. You know why? Because his backup wasn't good enough to see the field, and if he was, it was it was not memorable to me. So having having a backup with with experience with starting experience. Um, that can that can fill in when when a guy needs a rest. That can that can add competition. Can push these guys to practice harder so that they have an opportunity to to really be a strong offensive line unit. Uh, again, not a bad thing. And if anybody's not excited about it, then I don't I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's again, it's not drafting Bryce Young number one overall, but it's definitely adding a piece to your team that is at this point it's desperate 
depth is desperately needed across the NFL. And with the XFL and USFL taking players who would rather take pay cuts to go be starters somewhere else, um, it's it's important to add depth to these rosters in the NFL. And you mentioned you couldn't tell tell anyone who uh, backed up Davis Mills last year for Houston. I'm sure Panther fans would uh, love this name. Kyle Allen was the backup for the Texans. So uh, yeah, that, that was, makes sense. That was the exact reaction. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going on because yeah. uh, we mentioned this episode releases on Wednesday of this week and Thursday of this week, we get the NFL schedule release, which means we will know the Carolina Panthers, not only the opponents, but when they will play, who they will play, when they will play. We know all the details, whether it's a Sunday game, a Monday game, a Thanksgiving game, a Thursday night football game. Uh, they could have a black Friday game because it's the first time ever they'll have a black Friday game. Um, so the NFL's made a lot of changes to the schedule in general, um, having a Black Friday game. So, do you, real quick, do you would you want the Panthers playing a Thanksgiving game or a Black Friday game? Listen, as a guy who roots for the Lions when he's not rooting for the Panthers, um, I love Thanksgiving football. Uh, it's obviously every year it's been Dallas and Detroit hosting Thanksgiving Day games. As it and should. Then, and then, um, and then you've got you've had Baltimore, I think, host the last few years. Um, I, I'd be indifferent about watching Carolina play on a on a Thanksgiving Day game, only because like I'm not going. I'm not more than likely the Panthers would have to travel on Thanksgiving Day, and I'm not traveling on Thanksgiving to watch the Panthers play football. Um, that being said, uh, it wouldn't hurt my feelings to watch like Panthers Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Whenever our feelings seem. Panthers Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day, or Pan even Panthers. It Panthers hurt Ravens. my feelings last time the Panthers and Cowboys played on Thanksgiving. I mean, I mean it, as it should. Listen, as it should. Anybody that plays the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving, the Dallas Cowboys should be sorry for, unless it's like I don't know the Commanders or the Texans. Uh, the Lions, for all intents and purposes, should have beaten the was it the Bills on Thanksgiving Day last year? Um, so uh, yeah, the Lions are gonna have a good squad this year. But yeah. I, I, it, I'm indifferent. Like let them let them play on Thanksgiving. Don't let them play on Thanksgiving. I think some of the some of the rule changes with the scheduling is dumb. Uh, I sent you a tweet Adam Schefter uh, sent out about all the different rules with the with the scheduling stuff and, and right. the fact that teams can have multiple Thursday night games. Nobody's guaranteed prime time slots, and that that to me is dumber than than whether or not I'm excited about watching Carolina play on Thanksgiving or anything else. Well, I don't hear. I've been wanting the NFL to go away from Thursday night football. And, and this is coming just after the season of Tua playing on Thursday night and being pretty much crippled on the field. Like his uh, hands were like paralyzed. It's a con that's, that's on what, the field. That's what happens with a severe concussion. We say, if you, if you remember job at best in college, when he, when he uh, dove into the end zone and his helmet popped off, he seized up. It was, it was a violent concussion. Um, crippling is, is, is probably excessive in my opinion, but I mean, the problem with Thursday night games is that it, it prevents the proper rest that they need in between games, right? That's what the, the, the players are saying about Thursday night games. Uh, personally, I take offense to the fact that the NFL invaded Thursday nights because some of the best college football games that I ever watched or that I ever went to were Thursday night football games. And so nobody really cares about the college foot college football Thursday night games. I mean, you used to have Clemson playing on Thursday night, Florida state, South Carolina, Kentucky, 
Uh, we played LSU on a Thursday night, Auburn on a Thursday night one year. So those now games they'll are find sort of, like Montana State or something. Yeah, so those games are gone. So I take offense to that. The problem is, is that Amazon just paid so much money for the rights to NFL Thursday night football games. And, and, and on top of the fact that Thursday night football games have been a laughing stock of the NFL. They've been the, the least competed games. The best Thursday night game we would have gotten last year was stopped what, in, the, in the first or second quarter because of DeMar Hamlin's injury or, or, or near-death experience. So, um, yeah, listen, I'm not a fan of Thursday night games because of everything that I've already said. It's not worth rehashing. Uh, but it's what's more frustrating is that they're sort of allowing all games to be flexed. So if you play a Monday night football game, hopefully the NFL doesn't decide, oh, we're going to flex you to the Thursday night game because it's going to be a better matchup and we want to make the ratings better. We want to make the game more enjoyable so that Amazon doesn't feel like they made a mistake. And that's not fair. And they talk about player safety all the time in the NFL. They You talked about Tua's concussion. They just released the first ever quarterback-ready helmet that's supposed to prevent concussions even further. They're, the NFL preaches player safety. And to do nonsense like this and, and allow you to have to play two games on Thursday night football in one season is preposterous. And, and shame on the NFL for, for, for pushing it through uh, because it's hypocritical at, at, at best. It's hypocritical. Shame on the NFL. I think you said, I think you hit it right there on the point is you can't, I, like, Panther fans don't want to see their team play two Thursday night football games. Yeah, it's like, oh, we got something to do on Thursday. But when it comes to like player health and safety, I'd rather my team play only one, if not any at all. Thursday I was going to ask, would games. you prefer them to play no, no Thursday night games at all? Because I wouldn't. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Like I think Thursday night should be avoided. Uh, again, at, be- at best, throw a Friday night game there. At best, but then you're taking away from high school football, high school and college, because now some of the better college football games get flexed to Friday nights because the NFL took over Thursdays. And now, now that you t- you mentioned they're talking about doing a Black Friday game this year, yeah, it's going to be fun. But I remember working at a bank out of college. And it was Arkansas LSU when they were both really good. I, I can't remember that it was the coach that got in trouble on the motorcycle with his with his you know intern or whatever the case was. Um, but Arkansas was really good. Uh, LSU was really good. And that Friday afternoon, Black Friday afternoon game in the SEC that was pushing towards the SEC championship at the end of the year, that was fun to watch. And now again, whether I don't care whether you do it a one o'clock game or a night night time kickoff, you're taken away from those again college football games. And the problem is, is that college football feeds into the NFL. Like the, the draft isn't made up of XFL and USFL players. The college, the draft is college football players. So why would you, in an effort to introduce NFL fans to players that could eventually come and play for their team? Because I don't care if you don't live in the South and you don't like college football, that's your problem. Because college football is some of the most exciting moments of on, on sports TV in, in the United States. And so why would you detract and why would you defer from fans watching potential draft picks and future stars in the NFL all because you want one more day of ratings on TV? I mean, I, I get it. We, you know, we talk about our pro wrestling shows. There's a different pro wrestling show on every night. I mean, you get Monday Night Raw, you get, you get uh, NXT, you get AEW, you get Impact and New Japan, and you get SmackDown on Fridays, and then, and then you get... AEW on Saturday. Sometimes you get a premium live from WWE. Sometimes you get a pay-per-view on Sunday. So sometimes, some weeks, there are wrestling on TV seven days a week. And it feels like that's what the NFL is trying to go to. And again, 
it's completely hypocritical of that point when it comes to player safety. It's just, it's, it's, it's not achievable if you are trying to keep players safe. And, and I mean, they, they did away with two a day practices in the NFL. So, okay. So do away with two a day practices. Let's go to two games in four days. Cause that's safer. Like, come on, man, like do better. Yeah. Do better. Uh, and, and it's tough. Like, you know, they obviously are not caring about the safety of their players right now. And they're also not, they're really just wanting raids. And that's why they've brought out like not all are guarantee a primetime spot. You, you mentioned the Panthers and Texans maybe being a good chance for a primetime spot. Uh, looking at their opponents, they obviously have the division they have on the road, bears, lions, Jags, Titans, Seahawks, and Dolphins. And then Carolina has home games against the Packers, Vikings, Houston Texans with C.J. Stroud, the Indianapolis Colts with Anthony Richardson, and the Dallas Cowboys. Of those games, what are you pitching to be the primetime game for the Carolina Panthers? I mean, listen, I would pitch both Houston and Indianapolis to get premium time slots. I mean, it's the top four of the top picks in the draft, both playing uh, or, you know, both in games against each other. Now I think the Colts are going to be terrible. I think the Texans are going to be terrible. That's so it's a tough part. So, so that's, what's hard. I think again, if you present them early in the season, like week one to week three, I think you can put Houston and Carolina in prime time, Indianapolis, against Carolina in primetime. Because, again, you're going to get Indianapolis and Houston twice on the schedule anyway. So you're going to get Richardson against Stroud twice this season anyway. Um, but, yeah, I think your best bet is to put Houston or Indianapolis early on the schedule. I wouldn't I wouldn't say necessarily put them on, the, on a Sunday night kick or, like, the Sunday night kickoff because, again, it depends on the other teams. I mean, if you've got, like, Kansas City, Buffalo week one, they're going to get the, you know, the Sunday night football game. But, if, you know, the first week of the season, they always do a doubleheader for the Monday night football now. Why not put them in one of the Monday night football slots if that's what you're going to do? Um, maybe, again, I don't, I don't think they do Thursday night kickoff on week one, do they? I'm not I, sure if they do They'll have that for the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl champions. champions. So, um, yeah, I, again, the only time – those are the only two games I'm pitching for prime time. Again, unless you're playing Carolina Dallas at the end of the season and both are sitting 12 and three or something like that, you're looking for seeding in the NFC playoffs that deserves a primetime slot, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not convinced that, that Carolina is going to be a 12 win team this year. Um, I haven't gone through and done my, obviously we haven't seen the schedule yet. So yeah. I haven't done my, my schedule predictions that I do every year. Um, but yeah, those, those are the only two games that, that stand out again, unless uh, you're looking for a playoff seating towards the end of the season, and you should flex them, flex them at that point. And, and I wanted to mention Dallas because Dallas, of course you did. Well, of no, course you did. Okay. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Dallas always grabs the ratings. Okay, Dallas is playing the team with the number one overall pick. When Bryce Young, rookie yeah. quarterback, hosting a home game against the Dallas Cowboys, like that, that place is going to sell out. Especially I, not, if both teams are good or it's early in the season, that place is going to sell out. Why not have that be a pro- why not have that be the opener? I, I, mean, I again, I don't, I don't see, I don't have a problem with that either. Uh, problem is, is that as every year with the Dallas Cowboys, 
who were you? I mean, last year you saw even even with Dak Prescott getting hurt in Week One, the Cowboys were were flat even before he got hurt. Uh, it took, uh, and you're, you know his name better than I do. It took a, a backup quarterback to, Cooper to go Rush. Cooper Rush to go what four and one, five and one, something like that before yeah, Dak like Prescott that. came back. Um, so there's new faces in in Dallas. I, I you know Dalton Schultz is gone, but they drafted a, a, a rookie tight end to replace Dalton Schultz. I'm fine with that move. Um, they've got some skill players. Hopefully, for your sake, um, Tony Pollard is going to be healthy enough to go. Brandon Cooks is there now, but Brandon, Brandon and Brandon Cooks is, for all intents and purposes, he's still young to have been on what five five NFL rosters at this point. He's been on a lot of teams, but you don't have the. Here's my problem with Dallas: they don't have the big body receiver like they had with back in the '90s. Uh, I wanted to say Marvin Harrison. Um, help Michael me out with this. My, Michael Irvin. Thank you. Uh, Amari Amari Cooper was a taller bodied receiver. Now That's you've right. got. You got Des Which Bryant. That was the one I was Panthers about. drafted Jonathan Mingo, and he's being touted as a faster Des Bryant. I love it, man. I mean, g- again, why would you why would you feed that to Andy Dalton instead of letting him get reps with with Bryce Young? Yeah, like I said, I don't know. I'm sure with with as many bandwagon Dallas Cowboys fans as there are in the Carolinas, I'm sure that game will do well as far as ticket sales. Um, again, if you do it too early in the season, and you've got a blistering Carolina heat in August, September. Uh, I don't know how many seats they're going to sell, but then if you fast forward to December and try to play that game, how many fans are going to be, you know, not wanting to go out in that, you know, 40, 30 degree weather in Charlotte. So either way, like I see your point, but I also don't see how they can, they can pitch a rookie quarterback against an NFC what they weren't even the NFC East champions last year. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, a playoff they were, team. They were a really good team behind the Eagles who made course, the Super Bowl. Of course like, they were, but it's again they they it's 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 the brand of the Cowboys. And, I get it. Yeah. And, and I, and I some, see your point. There's some good options here to whether you open week one with a Bryce Young CJ Stroud matchup or you go through and have a primetime game against the Cowboys or the Colts, or even like the Vikings or you know, your Lions, your Seahawks. They, these are all splash teams that could do a lot of stuff, but we are out of time. We we are done with our cat cave experience. So we want you guys to know that you can exit the cat cave until next week. You can listen to more content by Michael and Ryan on Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel and more Carolina-centric podcasts on the Keep Pound Podcast Network powered by Fans First Sports Network. I'm Michael Davis. That's been Ryan Frick. From Tap Outs and Touchdowns, I'm from the Drop the Mic Wrestling Podcast and Out of Pocket with Michael Davis. And we will see you back in the Cat Cave next week.